0: Hey, you're listening to the GGC Life Podcast, weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. Thank you. Thank you so much, Christine and everyone. I just want to say thank you so much for the opportunity to allow me to speak on this platform. I really highly honour it. Um, If you don't know me, my name is Vanessa, as you just heard. I am Leon's wife. You've probably heard a lot about um, our malfunctioning (laughs) household. we do do the the washing sometimes at the moment I do have a load that's been in there for um, a day now so he is um, being honest and we don't always get it right but some weeks we do really well and some weeks we just need a bit more Jesus Um, yes so I'm happy to be here Leon's in casino he's um, preaching and doing some stuff over there which is really awesome Um, I'm just going to share a little bit about my story, a little bit about, um, something that God's been revealing to me lately and be a bit vulnerable. And I just hope that it blesses and encourages you. And I'm going to be talking about like the difference between Jesus, like relationship with Jesus and then religion. Yeah. So there's actually a huge difference in between knowing someone and then thinking that you know someone. Like if you, um... If you think that you're in a relationship with someone but they don't really know you and it's it's a bit weird. Like if I um like when I was starting to like, you know, see Leon with new eyes, <laughs> um, I didn't really know him, know him. I just knew a little bit about him. I knew that he had a big family, I knew that he um liked um, you know, people, he liked fashion. I could tell by the way he dressed, my cake likes fashion. I could see that he liked music, but I didn't really know about his personality. I didn't know what his favorite food is. I've learned since then that it's actually all of the food there ever was. <laughs> um, I didn't know, I wouldn't know if someone came to me and said, We need to know what Leon wants to do in this situation, what is the solution? I would have absolutely no idea the way he thought and felt and and what he could bring to a situation because I didn't really know him I just saw him from afar and thought hey he's all right (laughs) yeah all I knew was what other people had said of him and what I could see from him on social media and from afar and it's the same thing with Jesus you can know Jesus personally have your own relationship with Jesus or you can know him from someone else's revelation and just know him from afar but we weren't meant for that like our Christianity what we believe is a common thing we say is it's a relationship, not a religion. But how real is your relationship and is there any religion sneaking and hiding in your relationship? Mm. Mm. Are you allowed to do that when you preach yourself? <laughs> uh. Jesus wants to have a relationship with you, one-on-one. He wants to know you through you showing him who you are, not just him being the almighty God and looking down and knowing your life. Like, Do you want to be known by Jesus just because he knows everything or do you want to show him who you are and what you're going through? When I was four years old, I gave my life to Jesus. I remember it so vividly. My mom picked me up from preschool. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> and I was driving to get my big sister and um, she told me we had the divine conversation, the most important conversation I've had in my life. And um, I remember just being busting, like ready for her. I knew what she was talking about. I knew what she was going to say. I just wanted in. And I was like, as soon as she gives me the opportunity, I'm saying yes. And I said yes. And I was so excited. And I remember it so well. And it honestly, truly changed my life. And you're probably thinking a four-year-old, like, what, what do you even know? I just, I knew Jesus and I knew that I wanted it. And from that moment, I was changed. And from that moment, I remember thinking, I've got a best friend. I've got someone who loves me now. I've got some higher hope. I just felt so different. And the first thing I did was run to tell my cousins and my sister when when I got home. They weren't as excited as I was, so that's okay. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) But something was different. And I began this journey of a genuine relationship and friendship with Jesus. And it's grown and it's changed. And I can't say that. In every single season, it's looked as beautiful and innocent and pure as it did as I was a child. And I can't say that I've been as good of a friend to Jesus my whole life as he has to me. But it's a learning process. And Jesus never has once changed. And Jesus has never once been shied away from me. He's always been there waiting to be my best friend again. Hmm. I think sometimes as adults we can overcomplicate it without even realising that we're doing it. We can start to sort of let the wrong thinking slip into our mind, let religious thoughts slip into our mind. And before we know it, it's just been too long since we've had just an honest conversation with your best friend. Mm. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) And I was preparing this message. I read this quote and it says, Religion is a guy in church thinking about fishing, but relationship is a guy out fishing thinking about God. What do you think about when you're in church? And what do you think about when you're not in church? Do you have like a God's name and then a little box next to it that you tick off once a week? Or is it just like one big box that is God and you fit everything else into it? Religion separates you from Jesus. It's the polar opposite of him. He died so that we could have relationship, not religion, with him. Paul says in Romans, I'm convinced that, Romans 8.38, I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from the love, from God's love. Neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither our fears nor today or worries of tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from the love of God. He loves you and he wants a love-based relationship with you. I don't think that we ever have the intention of forgetting that kind of a thing. But I think that if you lose sight of that revelation, it can be really easy to try and strive for His love and try and work for His, um, work for your salvation or, or tick boxes or have that mentality. But there's nothing that you can do, no box you can tick, no amount of services you can go to, no amount of times you can pray, no amount of good deeds you can do and no amount of like... Bible verses you can read. Like you can't earn it. You've got the love. The love is yours. You are saved. And he wants you to do relationship with him, not religion. Mm. Now I'm married, right, as you know. And um, my relationship with Liam, this is not what it looks like, but imagine if it looks like this. (laughs) So imagine if I just tried to be the most perfect wife and always did the washing, always ironed it. He does the ironing. (laughs) Always ironed it, always had it put away, always did the cooking and made him little lunch bags and put little cute notes on it and had the house clean for him. He goes away, frequently I think, Um, (laughs) it feels like it. (laughs) He goes away a bit and every time he comes back, I always make sure that I'm gonna make him a beautiful, Meal and we're gonna have a nice dinner together, just a welcome home thing. Because I think food and love are the same, and I love to show, I love to show love through food, and he loves to receive it through food, so it works quite well. Um, so I always try to do this, and, I, and imagine I'm just buzzing around and just getting everything perfect, and then Leon gets home from this trip. I've got the table beautifully set, the house is pristine, clean, and then there's this banquet on the table, and I welcome him in the door and I say, "Okay, enjoy." I'm leaving. Like, how often do we try and get everything perfect for Jesus and then walk away when he comes to us? Because we're just about getting it done for him. (laughs) Don't leave Jesus at the table alone. If your house is a mess, that's fine. If your table is like broken and missing a leg, that's all good. He wants to sit there with you no matter what. It's about doing life with him and having relationship with him in the midst of whatever it is that you're going through. I recently found myself feeling really... Um, weak and insecure. I had a bit of a bad moment recently and um, I just felt really silly and and mixed up about my calling and how God really sees me and I'm really supposed to do that because if I am meant to do that, shouldn't it look more like this? And um, I had a bit of a measuring tool, I realized. This little stick and I was just Thinking, okay, you're minus two there. You need to definitely pick up more there. Like you're really low down over here. Like you've got work to, to do. And I'm just trying to, you know, fix it all on my own. I just had a crumbling point, I'm melting down on my husband. And um, all he was, what? Can I have water? I'm so sorry. All he was, um, in my sorry. All he, um, in the midst of that, instead of giving into my feelings and emotions, he just encouraged me and spoke, God over me and spoke um spoke truth over me and just prayed with me but then he had to leave and I had the choice to either sit down in this little wallowing mess or just get up and go to Jesus and I chose to just get up and go to Jesus and I put some music on from Bethel the song come to me and I'll just put some of the read some of the lyrics it says come to me I'm all you need come to me I'm your everything I'm your anchor in the wind and the wave I'm your steadfast so don't be afraid if your heart and flesh fail you I'm your faithful strength I'm with you wherever you go And in that moment just singing those song, those words, I just encountered God again and I just it was like he put his hands out and he said, Just come to me. Here's where you need to be, here's where I want you. You don't need to go anywhere, just stay here, just come to me. And I went to God and I'm just like, Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, God. Like how did I forget and get caught up in this religious mentality and forget that I can just come to you as my friend and forget that you just get me and you want to do this with me instead of me trying to figure it out alone. It's actually in the going to him that we figure things out. You're not going to figure things out on your own, so just don't try. (laughs) It hurts that way. Jesus actually spends the whole of Matthew 23 just rebuking the religious spirit of the Pharisees. In verse 2, the teachers of, he says, The teachers of the religious, lo- the religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the law of Moses. So practice what they obey and whatever you t- they tell you. But don't follow their example, for they don't practice what they teach. They crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. Everything they do is for show. You see, they were teaching out of a place of law and out of a place of self-righteousness and not genuine love of God and love of the people that they were teaching. It was to earn their place in the kingdom and to prove that they were worthy of it. Religion can lead you on a path where you actually believe that you deserve your place with Jesus and you deserve your righteousness. It can lead you to a place of bitterness and pride for anyone who might be doing better than you in the kingdom because you deserve it, because you've earned it. But genuine relationship with Jesus will assure you that you haven't earned anything And it's just the gift of righteousness that he so sacrificially gave because he loves you. And understanding that will allow you to love others the way he loves because you realize that you yourself are loved and you've been given grace, so all you have for others is grace and love as well. This morning when I just opened my Bible up, the verse of the day was Ephesians 2, 8-9. It says, For it's by grace that we've been saved through faith. It's not from yourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. It's not something that we deserve or that we can ever earn. It's a gracious gift. And it's through him and him alone. And it's actually available for everyone. Mm. And when we try to earn our place with God, we actually rob Jesus of the sacrifice that he made. Um, yeah, I was reading the parable of Luke 15, and um, you can see in the you can see in the um in the older brother, he has that spirit of pride that he deserves it because he's done what's right. The other brother went away and squandered it. He doesn't deserve it, and he says to his father, "But when why haven't you celebrated me? Like I've done everything I've done everything right." And his father just says to him, "I'm paraphrasing. He couldn't tell." Um, his father just says to him, like. It's not, it's not just about that. Your, your, your brother has come home. His love for us is unchanging. It's not, about, it's not about trying to make sure that we do everything right. If you've messed up, if you've done the wrong things, the place to come and be is the house of God. He wants his arms out there open. And it doesn't mean that we take advantage of that and we just live the way that we want. We have a response to that. And the response to that is out of love, we become obedient, not out of obligation. Don't be obedient because you feel obligated to. Be obedient because you love Him. And come to Him because in that, in you having that relationship with Him, that's where the growth happens and that's where the change happens. It's not going to happen on your own. So I just want to leave you with those two thoughts. Um, the first thing, you need to know Jesus. You need to know Him as your friend. Include Him in your days. Just be really honest and be really vulnerable and get to know Him one-on-one. Don't get to know Him through someone else. And don't just wait for him to, to figure you out. Like, talk to him. Do life together. It's so simple. It doesn't have to be some big spiritual freaky thing. It can just be you walking outside and saying, Hey, Jesus, how are you today? Hey, Jesus, like, I like to tell Jesus about the weather every morning, as I told the youth on Friday. If I'm walking to the car, I say, hey, God, it's a nice day. Like, good job. Um, and just just welcome him into my day and just start the day and open the conversation line. It's just a simple thing, it's, but it's practical, and it gets you on tune that you're speaking with the Heavenly Father every day. Don't just schedule meetings with him. Do life with him. Your friends. And be, the, be a good friend to the most faithful friend that you're ever going to have because you're never going to get a better friend than Jesus. And number two, don't forget that you have right standing. Don't forget that He died for you out of love, out of grace that you're saved. You don't have to earn anything. So just live freely and live humbly. Live in obedience, out of love and honour. Because the moment we let obligation become our motive, that's when we start to let religion slip in and take root. So it was for love that He gave and it's out of love that we give back.